The Bop Pod, a podcast for the stands. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Bop Pod Quarantapes. I'm your host, Alana Michelle Rubin. And with me today is a very, very special guest. He's an actor, comedian, musician. You may have seen him on High Maintenance, Raven's Home, and a gazillion other things. Hi, Andy Bustillos. Hi, how you doing? How are you? I'm good, how are you? I always get so nervous with the intro because I want to like set the stage right, you know? Sure, sure. Do you feel like I set the stage right for you? I think you did a good job. I'm surprised if it does make you nervous, why not just record it alone? Later. And you know, I have thought about it. Um, yeah, I've thought no about it. And then you just get it right. I think it's just a You're testament. Right now. Um, oh, sopping what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm nervous the microphone will break because um, water will get in if that wasn't clear. <laughs> I think it's a testament to my bravery, really, uh, okay, that sure. I put myself in this position <laughs> every time. <laughs> um, Andy, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, yeah. Alive, you know, bored. I don't do yeah. every day is the same kind of kind of everything feels crazy you know yeah i mean you are you strike me as a very social person like i know you have a lot of friends you like hanging out with friends Ten thousand friends <laughs> you've done precisely more than you more yeah than everyone and you bring it up every time <laughs> bring it up all the time let me see how every time you're to my ten thousand friends um <laughs> so like i guess how are you in in regards to like specifically music is there like a song or an artist that you always gravitate to like when you're kind of, I don't know, feeling like lonelier or bored or just like, yeah, kind of like not a great feeling. And you're just, you put this out, uh, artist on. Uh, hmm. I feel like I've been listening to a lot of radical face here. Do you know who radical face is? I do not, but it's okay. If you mention people, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So um, he's like this like Florida musician, but, uh, but he's done like a, he's done like the music, for like a bunch of TV shows, like like sad drama TV shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tend to use his music a bunch. Um, he's like a singer songwriter guy, but he like, it's great. And it's so sad and it's so like eerie and cool. And like, it always tells like stories in every song. So it's like, I feel like that's like my, has, has been my go-to since I found out about him, you know, mm-hmm. 10 years ago or whatever. Um, yeah. Wow, okay, got, 10 years. So he's been around. He's not new. Yeah, I think it's about 10 years. Maybe, maybe it's more like seven or eight. You know what I mean? Long time. <laughs> yeah, be precise because if not, <laughs> we're going to get reported. Eight, eight years, 14 <laughs> days. Um, I think that's like, I like listening to, I find a lot of my music from TV shows and movies. And I think I also like that. I have a reference of like an actual scene for when the song was used so that if there's a similar scene in my own life, I can then reference that that song. Yeah. And it's like, I'm in a movie. I'm in a TV show. Uh, And that's never actually the case, unfortunately, but I can try really hard and sometimes trick myself into thinking. (laughs) But it reminds me of like also explosions uh, in the sky. Uh, They did the the Friday Friday Night Lights song. Yeah. And I feel like that's really good, like heavy music to put on when it's, there's just like a somber tone in the air, I think. Um, So I get that. I get that. And I mean, I know like, I think very generally, I know you're into like emo music and like Phoebe Bridgers, um, 
Julian. They're they're in the the trio together. Lucy Dacus. Lucy Dacus, uh, Julian Baker. Wow, that's wow. Right. But yeah, they're they're in that trio together. Boy genius. Um, that's right. That's right. Do you like them? Yeah, I love them. Um, I feel like out of those three, I listen to Phoebe Bridgers the most, and then Julian Baker, and then Lucy last. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't because Lucy just put out like a record, but it was like covers and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. That, it like, had EPR. like a. Um, it was, was cool. It's but really good. More. It's great, but I feel like that uh, it's. I'd rather just have gotten a new album. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. It's kind of yeah. like a bummer sometimes because it's like yes, we know your voice is great and like right. the way you like you make these songs your own and that's wonderful. But like release them on SoundCloud and give us an right, album. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Covers are like. You put them out after you have three successful albums. You're like, yeah. right, here's the thing of covers. It'll you know buy me some time while I write. Yeah. So Lucy, if you're listening, Andy's pissed. Um, you did not earn these covers. <laughs> you only did two two full albums that were great. You need one more. Yeah, um, you can't be fucking releasing covers anymore. Uh, speaking of covers, <laughs> um, Let's talk about the ones that you're doing because I love them so much. I was so excited when you started putting those out. Um, was it just like you were bored one night and you were like, I'm going to record this? How did that happen? Uh, so when I moved out here, moved out here with all my uh, guitars and stuff um, mm-hmm. to LA. Because I'm in LA mm-hmm. right now. Uh, Brag. In LA and, and hating it. Um, uh, but uh, I had to sell all of my stuff Uh throughout like the first year that I was living here um, Mm -hmm. just to like make rent, get like food, you know, have enough money to come back to New York and burn it all with my friends. (laughs) Yes. Uh, That's the um, goal. Honestly, that was honestly the best part about about spending that money. Um, But uh, yeah, so I haven't had any, anything for over a year now, any sort Mm -hmm. of music equipment. So I went to stay at a friend's house during uh, when this all started uh, because they went out of town and he had a guitar. And so that was like, I had two weeks with a guitar. So I like just started like going, okay, I have two weeks. What can I, I can't write an entire, I can't write a song that I'll love in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, but I can just shit out 30,000 covers <laughs> and pick the ones that sound the best and just change shirts in between. Each <laughs> Some people uh, think it's a different day. I think it's a different day. I yeah. love that. Um, so it's, it was mainly that I had two weeks to like learn a bunch of stuff and do stuff before I lost the guitar again. So I was like, do it fast. Oh my God. Wow. So how many would you say that you recorded like as a whole, even if you're not putting them out? Um, I think I definitely tried them first before like recording them, but I probably recorded like 20, which is like a lot, especially cause like, uh, I tried to do all of them in one single take. So I couldn't wow. fuck up. And so the problem, there's one where I like cut into a different take because it was just, I was screaming. I was so annoyed <laughs> and angry and like about to break the guitar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I made like twenty, but I think there's only like six that I put up. Uh, I mean, so far. Uh, that's still. I feel like that's still a lot. And knowing that it was only they were done within a two week span is like pretty impressive. Also. <laughs> I, um, but he let me keep the guitar. Uh, uh, recently, he. Still, oh yay! Uh, I still had it. Yeah, yeah. So okay. now, now it's like. But the problem is now I'm not at their house anymore, where it was like quiet and didn't live with anyone. Now it's like uh, back to like oh, there's everyone's around all the time, so I can't. 
Oh no! Have to go into like the fucking toilet to fucking, <laughs> the fucking song. And it's yeah, just man. your ritual. Every time you poop, you have to sing a song. <laughs> Music comes out my mouth and my butt. <laughs> and put that on his tombstone, please. Yes, while I'm still alive. <laughs> um, so when I guess like when you're recording them and you do. Because I haven't, I used to play guitar when I was younger. I actually just picked up my guitar from my parents' house so that I could reteach myself everything that I know and then forgot within 20 years because uh, it's been <laughs> so long since I've played. Um, so I feel like it's, it's completely foreign to me again. But when you are doing them, what is the thing that like, is it more like a vocal thing that, that trips you up or is it like not getting a note right or is it a combination of both? Like what is... When you're doing the cover, what are you trying to like nail down? I guess that's my question. Uh, well, I mean, it, d- it definitely depends on the song. Like, I did a cover of uh, "Hallelujah," the Jeff Buckley version of it, but it's mm-hmm. like a very hyper chord changey song uh, that also has a minute long like solo intro where you're just playing very softly of like a thousand fucking notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for that, it was more like. I have to get it right because I've been playing guitar too long to fuck up. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to be able to get it right. Um, and then vocally, it's just like, yeah, if the, if it's like a bad take, because I don't edit it. Like I add like reverb to it, yeah. but there's no, like, I can't edit the vocals because they're playing at the same time as the guitar. Yeah. So if I try to like auto or like, uh, like vocally correct anything, uh, it's impossible because it would change the guitar as well. So it has mm-hmm. to be like, I just get very, very, very obsessive where I do like 30 takes until it's yeah. like, okay, this is the one. And by then I'm sweating, <laughs> ruin my voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and your, your equipment's breaking because there's liquid, you know, getting in it. Slipping, everything's <laughs> falling. I mean, yes. It's, it's, it's a real nightmare. Uh, and, and just a testament to your dedication. Really. <laughs> that's right. I also get pretty drunk. So I think that's become a, a new part of it is, or like a part of it is like, oh, that's why when it's a hard song, I can't do, I have to do it during the day because if I do it at night, I'll be kind of hammered. And like, yeah, I'm never going to get it right. <laughs> I would imagine that it's a lot hard. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Is it harder when you're hammered because like your focus is off or like if you're alone and you're hammered, is it the only thing you're focusing on? So you do do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. I mean, all of the ones I put up, I'm, very much drunk in all of them um mm. but they're all except for the ones that are like really 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 hard mm-hmm. uh so i think it is easier when you're drunk to do like the sadder simpler ones that are just like strum heavy mm-hmm. you know yeah. um because you don't you can put a lot more emotion behind it and you don't have to think as much of like oh this thing and that thing but if it's like a bunch of like weird jazz chords or like finger picking that's like very intense it's yeah. impossible to do hammer in, um, in like a perfect world would you prefer always playing intoxicated because like maybe you could feel like the passion of it a little bit more or do you like not care whether you're drunk or not uh i don't think i care i feel like uh the only time i feel like i I tend to play very very late at night like that's Mm -hmm. when i feel like the most sort of like i gotta write something right now (laughs) Uh, it's like after two or three in the morning when it's like everything feels so weird and quiet Mm -hmm. Um, especially out here in LA. Uh, yeah. So there is something really fun about that. Like, I don't think I would wake up and write a song or work on music. Yeah. It's not like I, a morning thing. It's not like, oh, good morning. Honey. <laughs> I feel all my emotions immediately. Yeah, it's like, no. <laughs> By the night, I've gathered a full, you know, 20 hours of 
looking at shit and feeling shit and then, yeah then it, then it feels like it's at its peak and you have to do something and, and you've had the whole day to like go back through time too and retrieve every memory that has upset you or <laughs> right, made you feel sad mm-hmm. so there's that too but i mean you're also from new york so like i feel like not just being a comedian and also being like very social and having a huge community you're also like used to just like the natural state of New York where there are like a million people around and going from that to LA like must I imagine it to have been like a really stark difference and weird adjustment but were there any like particular albums or musicians you were listening to when you made that move that kind of like got you through it or helped like usher you in uh yes I mean uh uh, what's the name of her? It's that uh, uh, whatever the last Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, I was just looking out. at uh, it. Um, um, oh. It's crazy that when we need to remember things, we can't think of them. It's also just because, like, I feel like when I bought CDs and records and stuff, uh, I knew the names of everything because I like yes. physically would look at it and load it. But if it's like Spotify and I press that thing, I have no idea what the song title is. I have no idea. I know what the album cover looks like because I look at the picture when I <laughs> start the thing. But like, that's kind of about it. Uh, that's a really good point. I never even thought of it like that, but that you're absolutely right. Um, was it Stranger in the Alps? Yes. Yeah. Front to back, I would just listen to this, walk around alone because no one ever wanted to hang out because it's fucking LA. Uh, yeah. And just be sad, just like walk and be like, oh, I'm gonna cry now. And then just fucking cry. Cause it was, yeah. it's such a good album. And it feels very like, I feel like her and Julian Baker have the, whoever does their like uh, whoever mixes or engineers or stuff. It sounds so solitary. It's like, I agree. How much music that is like, oh yeah, you know, it's a singer songwriter and you hear, and it's just them and a guitar. But yeah. they don't sound alone. They still sound like they're in a room to me where there are other people watching them. Yeah, all of those two, uh, but for Phoebe and that album specifically, everything sounds to me like she is alone during the winter <laughs> in a cabin where the heat broke. Yeah, and all that's left is a microphone, <laughs> and there's just enough fucking electricity to record her yeah. guitar and her voice. Um, They've truly uh, so beautiful. If they, if you told me, maybe not Phoebe Bridgers, but like if you told me Julian Baker never saw like a sunny day, I would believe you because <laughs> her, I love her music, but like I can only listen to it when I am in like that particular, like a, a very specific sad mood. Otherwise, like it just wrecks me. And you're absolutely right. It sounds so minimal. It sounds like she's the only person producing it. I mean, same for Phoebe Bridgers and a little bit Lucy Dacus, and I think that's why they work so well together. Um, but yeah, I I don't know that I know every song on this album, so I'm going to have to go on a sad walk and listen to it. Uh, and I'm excited. <laughs> it's perfect, front to back. It's crazy. It's like very, very good all the way through. Do you, um, do you find yourself like revisiting this or like any other albums from like your youth when you go on walks? Like, I don't know, does like the emptiness of LA make you nostalgic for like New York and maybe not New York, like as you most recently remembered it, but even like when you were younger or anything. I mean, it was a lot of listening to Phoebe Bridgers and a lot of listening to, um, it was like that when I was really sad and walking around or just mean hardcore. Yeah. Uh, Cause like in New York and like in all the, when I played in bands and like most of my like, 
existence uh, uh, in New York was always like listening to heavy music. And that's how I like, I loved walking around in an insane city with 10,000 people while listening to like heavy shit. It felt like I was like, I always felt like I was at a fucking battle. (laughs) I gotta get get to the train. Yeah. Uh, And just like listening to fucking heavy shit. so uh it's been a lot of that here but it doesn't have the same effect because listening to something brutally heavy and then no one's on the street the sun is out no like yeah you know the trees look nicer i guess so it's like this is stupid this feels yeah it's it's like aggressively entering like a i don't know maybe like getting into a fight with somebody over a parking spot and you're like ready to battle and then they're just like oh no that's fine you can have the spot and you're just like well you're not getting this like (laughs) this is i want aggression like fight me on this help me yeah Uh, yeah la is not helping me at all um but yeah uh chariot i listen Mm -hmm. to chariot a lot uh that's like my the chariot's what i listen to before any sort of show usually too I, since i'm performing here or was performing here a bunch um mm-hmm. i had i just used my same playlist from new york that i used for performances in new york uh, yeah. and a lot of it is the chariot which is this like fucking brutal band um and they're like very religious like the singer like they're all like all the lyrics are always like so beautiful and you don't think they're about god and then something about god pops in you're like oh fuck you yeah wait Um, did that like disappoint you the first time i hate any it's not rock and roll if your fucking song's about god (laughs) there's no god here there's no fucking god in rock and roll um uh but it is so heavy and he has he writes these very like um good like chanting lines like the kind mm-hmm. of thing that if you were at the show everyone would be like chanting this like big heavy part yeah. um uh and so a lot of my time here has been also just listening to that stuff and walking around because like if I, I, I you feel everything a lot more here i think in la um mm-hmm. because it just there's nothing so you just sit with everything that you feel where in new york it's like oh i'm feeling sad let me go outside uh, yeah let me go talk to a hundred people at a bar mm-hmm. um here it's like let me text the 20 people and see if two will come out on a friday because they're probably <laughs> sleeping by eight so preposterous uh, it's truly truly a nightmare um uh so um yeah listening to that uh uh has been a lifesaver i feel like yeah just like the heavy stuff at least keeps me makes it feel like something's going on yeah yeah i think also like there is as much as like listening to sad music when you're sad is like helpful or at least cathartic like so is listening to like really intense like heavy like heavy metal kind of or however you want it like punk or whatever it is like that can help get those emotions out and especially when you're in an environment that is like antithetical to all your like beliefs and values um then i could see that being a a huge lifesaver um okay my next question is so you were in new york you were doing comedy and music are you still doing both of that in la like do you you don't have a band do you i'm trying to think if i actually know Uh, or not (laughs) Out here, no. Uh, I've, I've tried to get people together and stuff. Um, I got like a, started playing with a couple of people out here because I was trying to get like a band together for DCM out here, hoping mm-hmm. that like we can make it happen. Yeah. Um, um, but no, it's been very hard because like, if it's already hard in New York because everyone's so busy, it's like here, not only are people busy, but they're also 
20 miles away from you uh, yeah. at all times. So like, there's never finding a time when five people could all like get their equipment, bring it, go to a place. Uh, Cause there's also less places here. So if you want to go like to a studio, there's not 50 of them in one cluster. There's like, there's so yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's been hard. Uh, so I, don't, I do not have the band just, just, yeah. Did So that's also annoying because like, shouldn't people have garages in LA? <laughs> like practice in a garage. That would be awesome. I think so. I there like I romanticize a lot of things and like ha, you know I I was never in a band but like the idea of having a band and rehearsing in an actual garage feels so cool. Um <laughs> and I think you could do that at any age so like I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um got to move into a place with a garage and then then I'll have Yeah, to I'm going to I'm going to you know do some searching around for people yeah, in LA with garages. Yeah, no problem. Um, <laughs> did you find it difficult uh, to balance? Like, I can't do, I can't do many things at once. Like, I, I get burnt out. I'm really bad at multitasking, <laughs> um, and it's just like hard. I feel like I'm not giving my focus to like everything in a way that gets things done. But mm-hmm. in terms of like comedy and music, when you were doing both in New York, did you feel like one was swaying you in another direction versus the other, or did you feel like they were both what you equally love to do and you were giving time to each? Uh, I don't think I was ever at least, well, there was a time when I was like 23, 24, where I was doing like UCB at, at all points while still in like a full-time band that was like mm-hmm. writing, you know, music and, you know, doing small tours and like playing a bunch of shows in New York and, uh, and doing all those kinds of things. Um, and then I, it was definitely music was the, winner and i feel like it still always is because as much as i i love doing comedy it's so fun um and it feels good to do but i but i think what i love the most about it is get having to be around people and like and it gives me the same high that i got when i like sang in front of the band uh, mm-hmm. just on a smaller scale because it's like you say you say something funny in an improv scene for example great mm-hmm. someone laughed let me dream then you about out it. Out of the scene, and then you so you would never understand this. No, 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 no. Uh, Trying to picture it. <laughs> uh, but you say it. You say a fucking. You say something, right? You get a laugh. Endorphins release. You feel really good about yourself. Mm-hmm. You go to the back line. You're not in the next scene. That's five minutes where it's just dead. Your body's dead for five minutes. Like, yeah. Right. Like you're alive for two seconds and you're dead. Um, yeah. But when you're um, doing music on stage, it's thirty minutes of like just the most alive you've been and then you die after that yeah. but it's like it's so long that for easily two hours after you're done doing music you yeah. still feel this like fucking crazy feeling whereas like yeah. with improv it's like about 20 minutes later <laughs> I'm, I'm done i'm over i forgot yeah yeah uh, yeah that's is, is small i think that's also a great point is that like the the medium like improv itself is like it's not it doesn't really it's not made to last in a way where like you can reference like specific things that you said that made people laugh or like registered with people but like music is permanent um and yeah that really does stick with people over time yeah that's really interesting also no one ever like cheers a a joke back to you know (laughs) sing it with me knock knock uh like none of that shit happens uh so there's no yeah it's like they're different i don't think comedy will ever get as good as other as like music i think that's like the ultimate art form because 
like a movie and stuff you put a lot of work it's beautiful but once you put it out and people actually see it by then you're done like mm -hmm. it's not a high that's met at the same time like your high doesn't meet the people's sort yes of high. yeah um you're already like uh, on the next thing right uh so it's like a very bizarre sort of thing uh where as like live music obviously uh is the only one that like this meets this it's like two fucking huge waves coming at coming yeah. you know together and, and making this sort of bigger uh, uh Splash? Is that a movie? Oh, wow, know, okay. makes Don't a make splash. <laughs> when two makes waves come together, they make a splash. And that's how the ocean works. <laughs> God, I'm dumb. Uh, <laughs> um, that is beautiful. Um, and it's also like, <laughs> there's a thing about um, like music where you know that Honestly, most songs are written about the same thing. Like they're all written about love usually, made different variations of it or whatever, but like still somehow every song, most songs feel unique. And in comedy, like there's so many opportunities for like the same joke to get recycled, um, especially with like things like Twitter or like even TikTok. I see like the same joke format 30 times a day. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not on it that much. <laughs> I promise, I'm not on it that much. I'm healthy, um, but it. But it like it can get stale, like more often than music. I think that's how I feel, at least. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's also like yeah, you listen to a comedy album once. You don't like how many are you like? Oh man, it's a beautiful day. Let me put on fucking. Let me put on Chris Rock and crawl. <laughs> Uh, How so, rude I did that this morning. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> Chris Rock's album is my alarm clock, so <laughs> that is offensive. Takes an um, hour and a half okay. to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, you know, and my work just has to deal with it. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so if you were making, like, a quarantine playlist for mm. uh, people, what would, like, three to five songs on there be? Um, okay. I just put a bunch of stuff into my Spotify to look at it for this question because I was yes. worried I was not remember. We love preparedness. <laughs> um, I just didn't want to be like, oh, and then say I something mean, I'll be embarrassed about later. That's okay. Um, there is, you know, there's always post. So That's true. So, yeah, we can overdub my mouth. I'm just going to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll just, I'll, it'll be like a delayed thing. And then yeah. it'll, and then yeah. we'll put in the, the bands <laughs> that are cooler uh, when yes. this comes out. Um, <laughs> So uh, I think the first song when this first started, the first one I try to learn that I have not put out, it's not a, it's just like a hard song to play, uh, mm -hmm. is a song called Arms Length Away mm -hmm. by a, he's like a LA, I think he's from Montana, but he's like an LA guy. Um, he does a lot of local shows here. His name's Isaac Opatz. Isaac um, Opatz, got it. And uh, it's a fucking beautiful song. Um, I'm writing it. And the whole song is just like five verses, but each verse is about a different reason he's glad something doesn't work so he can't contact someone that like he sh he should not be like that is has like a relationship that's ended you know uh and so each verse is like i'm glad the phone doesn't work because i can't call you i'm glad the internet's down because uh, that means i have to delete this email i'm glad my bike doesn't work um because otherwise you know i'd ride up or whatever uh does that make sense it's like yes such a great beautiful song i um, love it already it's and awesome. i'm it's awesome. excited to listen to it yeah so that's been a big one because uh, i do feel like <clears throat> being alone this long and having a bunch of fucking highlights last <laughs> night um, wow you got props <laughs> no i just didn't clean up from last night <laughs> um uh 
means that like there's a lot of that sort of like i gotta text someone i miss everyone oh uh, yeah i love you to someone mm-hmm. uh, uh it becomes very uh and uh, sort of you become like every idea seems like a good idea all of a sudden yes uh, and and that song is very good at reminding me that don't do that. Don't do it. Put the phone down. <laughs> Shut up and don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, I think, a little bit, I don't know if this is helpful for anybody, uh, but it's also like a little bit transparent, I think, to sometimes like, especially during a time like this, to contact people who like you maybe otherwise wouldn't or like you would sure. know better. So I don't know. I, but you need reminders. I need reminders. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thankful this song exists, even though I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I guess the new Strokes. I feel like the specifically that song, uh, "Selfless," is probably my favorite song off that album. Um, uh, I love when people do falsettos really well, mm-hmm. uh, and that first chorus. He, I, I want to see. I guess we're not going to see any live versions of it for a long time. Uh. I can't look up. <laughs> but my favorite thing is to look up like when a band puts out a hard song uh, vocally. I love to look up, like, see them live and see if they manage to actually do it. Because most of yeah. them either don't do it or they have to tune the entire song has to be a half step down or a full step yeah. down in order for them to hit that note that they, like, did in the studio. Um, so I'm curious about it because he doesn't sing that high normally and he goes high. I would uh, wonder. I would be very nuts. curious, too. It's yeah. almost like a... It almost doesn't sound like it. It's crazy. It's It's kind of adventurous to also like be at a live show and be like waiting for that part and be like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? <laughs> uh, I, I equate it to like that scene in speed where you don't know if the bus is going to make it across the thing. Sure, um, sure. And I honestly forgot if the bus does or doesn't. So I think I'm going to really watch speed. It doesn't. Everyone dies. Uh, Everyone dies. Yeah. Speed two is just a few. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah you forgot two. about that. Okay, but yes, I I think that also reminded me my my coworker Jesse like loves the New Strokes album, and I don't think I gave it an appropriate listen, so I have to do that later today. It's so good, it's so good, and it, it, there's like a song called like Brooklyn Bridge or something. It's like it feels very New York and very like it just puts it, it's it's a really really good cool album. Every song yeah. sounds uh, almost like a, a it's got like I feel like 1975 does this well where they at least recently I feel like before. All, their songs sounded like their songs. Their like albums sound like, oh, it's all of this is 1975. Right? Yeah. The last, or at least what they've released, uh, I haven't listened to the one that just came out Friday, but all the singles they've released truly could be by a million different bands, all from different mm-hmm. uh, genres and like decades. Yes. Like, there's like an 80s sounding song. There's like a fucking country one. There's like a dance, you know what I mean? Um, I totally so agree. That's, that's like a cool thing. And I, I think the Strokes definitely do that on this album. Uh, especially okay. There's like each song he sings in different places and like vocally it's like cool. And musically there's some like they're really aggressive. Um, it's cool. It's got, uh, it's cool. It's punk. It's fucking dope. Yeah. I'm going to listen to it when I yeah. go to my parents later today. Yeah. Do I it. think that's a really interesting thing about the 1975 because I think that I am a person who prefers like how they sounded on their self-titled album. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's great album. Yeah. But that's I feel bad because I don't, I don't want to be like the kind of fan that like can't deal with a band, like trying <laughs> something new. And I, I mean, I love the title of the, 
the one, the last one that came out, um, a brief e- inquiry into online oh, relationships. Yeah. Um, I loved the title and I, I did like it, but there were certain songs that just sounded so like how they used to sound or like how they normally sound. And those were my favorites. And I feel that way about the singles that they've been releasing. Like the, if you're too shy, I think that's my favorite one because it has oh, that like so synthy yeah, 1975 sound. Um, yeah. All right. Are there any more you want to share? Uh, 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 oh yeah, there's a, there's a really beautiful, sad song that I lit, like that someone, I used to be in a relationship with someone who their brother, I think did a cover of it and sent her a video like, and we like watched it together. It's a song called good night moon uh, oh my God. by Jack like the Ingram. Book? Uh, I can't read. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. I forgot um, you can't read. Sorry. I physically, I throw up if I attempt to read. Uh, yeah. My body rejects uh, intelligence. All um, these song titles are pictures. They're written yes, on pictures. Yes, it's a photo, and that's why I had to go again. <laughs> yeah, it takes me a second. Um, but it's a song called Goodnight Moon by Jack Ingram, and it's like a very simple song, um, but it's so beautiful, and there's something so pretty about listening to it uh alone like late at night when everyone's like asleep uh because mm-hmm. like the lyrics are like good night darling good night moon uh good night um all the parked cars good it's like a very sweet sad it is like, yeah that's uh, like the book. everyone's going to sleep you know what I mean? yeah mm-hmm. so yeah that makes sense um, you should read the children's book um, i'm not a child <laughs> you gotta um, read the children's book but it's beautiful it's like a country song it's a mm-hmm. very very sad um but it's great. So I, I feel like, like that. that's the, those three. And yeah, they're all like, none of this is like heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, just because I just, there's nothing, I'm not going anywhere. So there's nothing yeah. like, it feels like heavy music is a, is a, I, a living in the world sort of thing. I also feel, yeah, I feel like the vibe in the world right now is like, it's not heavy metal. It's just kind of like somber and like, well, this is what's happening. So I guess we'll all just sit here and uh, wait. And yeah. I feel like less aggressive sounding music is best paired with that feeling. Yeah, sure. I like that. I like those uh, that mini playlist. Okay, so I did have one other question that related to your covers. How do you pick the songs that you're going to cover? Most of it is, I have like a, a list of songs that I'm like, oh, these are all really, really, really sad. And I've always, these are the songs I wish I had written. Um, uh, so a lot of it is that and then a lot of it is can I sing it because I have so many that I love and would love to do that are completely out of my range or if I put it in my range uh, uh, it would be so boring yeah like it have to it has I love when I can in a song I can sing the melody in a low register and then hit it uh, in sort of like a head voice uh, uh, or just like a big you know uh, uh, with a lot of power behind it. If I yeah. can't do that, then it feels pointless to do the cover because otherwise it's just like a very boring <laughs> mono, t- like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, yeah. I don't have, yeah. You so want I feel it to a have... lot of it is what I can actually do vocally, okay. which is very limited because I have a low voice like a scumbag. I think, I mean, I always watch them and I'm like impressed. I feel like you, you belt a lot on the covers and I don't know, there like seems to be a lot of passion in them. So yeah. I think they're better than you're judging them to be. <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so 
when this is all over and you're going outside for the first time and you're like gonna drink with your friends and just like have a belligerent night, what is a song? And I would love it if it was like a really sad song, but I'm not gonna put that responsibility on you. Um, but what is a song that you're just gonna like walk out to? Oh yeah, okay. There's a Jose Gonzalez song uh, called Step Out that if <gasps> anyone has seen the Walter Mitty film, uh, but he's like a fantastic musician who's mm-hmm. like, I think his big thing was when he did that Heartbeats cover yes. and everyone like found out who he was. But um, Step yeah. Out is like a, it, it's beautiful. Uh, the visuals of that movie, I don't think it's like a great movie, but like the visuals of it are gorgeous because he like sees himself travel through like from place to place all in his like head or whatever the fuck, I guess. Is that um, the one? Is that with Steve Carell? No, it's Ben oh, Stiller. Oh, Ben Stiller. He, like, I, um, I did want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like visually very beautiful, but this song plays a lot every time he like jumps into like the ocean or something crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, when the two, when the waves come together? When the together? two waves, you know, the ocean, when the waves crash. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like that's that song because it has this big chorus that's like, whoa, whoa. It's like that sort of group chanting, like everyone's yeah. saying. Oh, uh, that it, stuff it feels wrecks very me. much like, yeah, it's that kind of thing of, I'm going to listen to that for sure. And then for the first time in my life, go for a run. Um, <laughs> and that's how I'll die. I'll die that's... because the day they reopen the doors, I'll get smashed by a bus. Uh, <laughs> You'll be going, so excited. <laughs> and that was the Andy Bustillo story. Yeah. <laughs> that's really funny because when I run, like I have to listen to the just most aggressive and oppressive rap music. Um, <laughs> yours is like uplifting and mine just like repeatedly like tells me that I'm uh, like a bitch. <laughs> and that's what motivates me to run. Um, I love that. Um, well, thank you so much for being here, Andy. Of course. Thanks for having um, me. The Bop Pod. A podcast for the stance.